The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, I have a couple of spoilers for you from the Feast of Hemlock Vale Investigator expansion, which will be released in the new year. I am joined by my co-hosts over at the Great Old Ones Gaming Podcast, Nate Lost in Time and Space, the Innkeeper Vase Odin from the Twisted Tentacle Inn, and Nathan Early from the Arkham Horror LCG Society of Lighthouse Keepers Facebook group. A big thank you to FFG for providing the spoilers to all the content creators out there. Obviously, there are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before I get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Coleman Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. The next card we're going to talk about is Pelt Shipment. It is an asset with no cost. We will get to that in a second. It has the item and supply trait. While Pelt Shipment is in your hand, your maximum hand size is reduced by 3. So if you have a typical hand size of 8, you'll be down to 5. If you happen to be playing somebody like, uh, what's her name? Patrice. Patrice, your hand size will be down to 2 at that point. As a reaction, when the game ends or you resign, if Pelt Shipment is in your hand, reduce the experience cost of the next new card you purchase before the next scenario by one. So we have seen these types of uh, XP accelerator cards in, uh, in a few different classes at this point. I believe this is the first one for, uh, for the survivors. The uh, card has no cost because you're not playing the card. It has no icons, so you're not you're not going to be committing this card to any skill tests. And so while it is in your hand, your hand size is down to five, and that includes the pelt shipment. So technically, your hand size is four. And then once the game ends or you resign, you're going to get a little bit of a a reduction on the next new card you purchase. Do survivors need a card like this? Most cases, probably not. I could see maybe some sort of Ashcan Pete deck using a card like this because he can pitch it whenever if he doesn't if he doesn't need it. Like if he draws it early in the game, he can pitch it to Ready Duke again. But you'd really have to be playing a lot of exile cards, right? To like justify the the need for the experience because a lot of survivor builds generally function with like 9 to 12 experience so you really don't need a lot to get off the ground but maybe some off-class survivors might like something like this like off-class rogues maybe maybe i don't know it's this is a weird card it's cool like i like what it's trying to do which is like give you this sort of little sub game to play with yourself maybe i should rephrase <laughs> but but i like the i like the idea of it where it's like you have this pelt shipment that you're carrying around with you and then you know in between scenarios you sell it off and that's kind of cool i like that like theme of it it's cool but 
it is kind of a weird card to play with. Could you not put it in a backpack and then use it strategically at the very end of a scenario where it's not really going to hamper you? That's oh. cool. That's bringing the game today. Yeah, that's um, cool, man. I didn't even think about that. All that trivia is paying yeah. off. And it's like, that's a super thematic win, too, right? Yeah. Like, you're putting your pelt shipment into your backpack. Can you imagine that? Okay, we're going to fight the... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got something in my bag. Start pulling out these pelts. <laughs> you're going yeah. into the jungle. You're taking all the snake skins. You're throwing them into you your backpack. Played, if you played two of them, it would reduce your hand size by six, and you'd get two? Mm-hmm. You could only have There's these two cards in your hand, yeah. Well, kind Once of. Once again... Yeah, I mean, the backpack is a freaking fantastic idea. <laughs> Other With than two that, of them, can you just imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. That would be amazing. Uh, but the, I feel like the, the cost of three card reduction of your hand size is pretty big for just That's a one just play it at the end, right? Like yeah. right before you walk out and resign. It's really the only, the only use case I can see for it, unless you happen to have some deck where you really don't need... A big hand of cards. Dark Horse, maybe? Maybe Dark Horse. Yeah, maybe. Or once you're set up. But now you're depending on when, when you're going to draw it. Isn't there a card that lets you play stuff from your discard? Scrounge for Supplies lets you get a level zero card from your discard pile. Okay, so maybe that. So you could, you, yeah, you could do something like that where you like, if you're playing Pete, you could like pitch it early and then scrounge for it later. I mean, Resourceful will do the same thing, I think. It, mm. If you so have, survivors have, win. have to get rid of this, you could... I don't think this actually works with Patrice because she cycles her hands, so this is going to get dumped. Yeah. So she'd have a reduced hand size or a turn for a turn, and then this card will go away. And it's a card you can't play, per se, so it's just kind of... I just wonder about the whole... the next new card you purchase. You mentioned exile cards, so if you're playing multiple copies of that exile card and you exile one of them but not the other, you wouldn't be able to purchase the exile card with that reason, with that uh, XP since you already have that card in your deck. Yeah. It's a lot of management for a 1 XP reduction. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm not entirely convinced that like a pure survivor needs something like this. Survivors tend to require the least amount of XP of of all the uh, of all the classes in my experience, and not necessarily see myself playing this in a pure survivor deck. If if you could work it into like a guardian deck or something like that, or any of the other classes that have higher XP requirements, as long as you can sort of work around the hand size reduction that might be okay i mean essentially you're basically putting a dead card or two in your deck that do nothing for you for the entire game unless you're playing somebody like ashcan who can actually turn it into a resource that he can pitch to ready duke or something like that mm -hmm. also what william york can use his ability to go get a card is it just a survivor card out of the discard i think it's any asset right yeah yeah i believe it's any okay asset, no you're so. right i was thinking of another ability that lets you get survivors specifically out of your discard but that's something where if you had them in your discard you wouldn't worry about them and then towards the end of the scenario you're like okay like grab that out kind of a mm -hmm. another way of storing it without having to hold it 
yeah, a short supply, you could like pitch it with short supply in the beginning of the game too. That's another way. And then you just worry about recurring it later. But as as Man from Lang said, there's not a ton of really expensive survivor cards. Uh, which reminds me of the meme I saw, I think, yesterday. It was like, yeah, I can buy 4th and 5th level survivor cards if there were any. <laughs> Crack me up. Now, now, is this Duke's Pelt that uh, Ash can? Is? Oh, man, oh, let's, let's not get dude. into that. That's... Arc. That's the true Arkham Horror right there, man. Come on. Yep. I mean, your persistence is uh, just crazy with that. Well, I mean, Duke does have a tendency to die towards the end of uh, end of scenarios. So, why are we sacrifice Ashkhead, Pete, and keep Duke around? <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it right. No, that is a that is definitely a darker take on the uh, the Arkham Horror LCG. So. Maybe it's a amigo pelt or a Bayaki pelt or something like that that you just happen to get your Indigo. hands on and carry around for the rest of the scenario. And I do feel that, say, I draw my opening hand, I see, and then I mulligan, and then I draw this, I'd be like, really? Sigh <laughs> and be unhappy. So. Mm-hmm. I imagine that this is going to... I can definitely see people playing this card, but I can also see them, you know, trying to cheat it in somehow so they don't have to deal with the the hand size reduction. And I don't think it actually works with the... If you're playing this sort of Madame La Blanche uh, Ashcan Pete deck, because you'll never have zero cards in your hands. You won't be able to draw a card with Madame La Blanche, which is annoying. But uh, final thoughts on uh, Pelt Shipment. I like what this card is doing, or at least what it's trying to do. Whether or not I play it, I don't know. But I really like that backpack idea, so I'm going to try that out. Yeah, I suspect if I pl- try to play a card like this, it's not going to be in in this, in Survivors itself. It'll probably be in, a, in right. another class that can take level 0 Survivor cards that... Uh... As long as you can get this into your discard pile and let it sit there for a while and then pull it back, when the scenario is going to end, you're basically mitigating a lot of the the problems you're going to face. Mm-hmm. The final spoiler that we have for you today is Persistence. It is a skill that costs one experience point. It has a wild skill icon, the innate trait. You may commit Persistence to a skill test from your discard pile. If you do, shuffle it into your deck after this test ends. So the wording's a little weird on this one. Uh, I think they mean, like, if Persistence is in your discard pile, you can commit it to a skill test and then shuffle it into your deck. We've seen these types of cards before uh, with things like uh, Survivors have a whole suite of these. And uh, so what do you guys think about Persistence? Oh, I'm, I'm seeing something interesting. Okay, so if you look at the picture, would you not say that that's a sun in the background? That circle. Mm-hmm. There's some lens flare going on, yeah. Lens flare, yeah. And then you got the light coming from above. So he's in Carcosa. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. go mad too if I was farming in Carcosa. And if you mm. think about it, anyone but a stolid farmer would have fainted or gone mad. So it's true. It's true. I like this card. You know, I I tend to like skill based decks. So a card like Grizzly Totem is pretty appealing to me a lot of the time. And having a card like this to be able to 
basically play Unexpected Courage from my discard pile is pretty cool. Again, on the Ashcan Pete side of things, you can pitch this to Ready Duke and then commit it to a skill test, which is, that's pretty cool. Outside of a way of being able to discard it, it's not very useful. But the fact that it has that utility to be able to, like, recur it and then even to, like, slightly reshuffle your deck just to, like, maybe pad that weakness out for another turn might be helpful. Obviously, you've got the wild icon, so you can use it for whatever. And then if you have one or especially two of them in your discard for a clutch ability, that's cool. But I also like the concept that you said at the end, where if you're playing a scenario where you have to put something that you know is negative on the top of your deck or not useful, this card allows you to give yourself a better draw of something that you need in the clutch moment as well. It certainly has its uses, and you can commit it from your hand for the, you know, wild icon, and then again afterwards, after the test, to another mm -hmm. test. Uh, so it's almost like having two cards in your hand with a wild pip, which is pretty nice. I'm like you, Nate. I love skill-based decks, and I would totally use this in pretty much most of them, at least, if I can find a spot for it. I think mm -hmm. it's a, I think it's a good card. The wild icon makes it really versatile, and then the fact that you can recur it like that's really cool. Yeah, it does have some use in uh, I think the the skill based investigators like Minte Fan can get an extra icon on this. I think even if she commits it from the discard pile, I'd have to check that. But I think that's how that works. And then of course you've got uh, Silas, who can commit this, bounce it to his hand, or send it to his discard pile and then bring it back for a later test if if necessary. So I think you could basically, if you drew an Elder Sign, you could commit like this to a test before you pull from the bag, and then if you drew an Elder Sign, you could commit another skill from your discard pile, and this would go to your deck, and the other one would come back to your hand, and so there are uh, lots of... Uh, I don't know how often you would see this multiple times per game. At, at least in solo, I don't. I tend not to draw through my decks all that often. So if you see this once, you may not see it again. Someone like Patrice could really use this. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say, this, she, this feels really good in Patrice, I bet. Yeah, she's going to cycle. Yeah. She has two copies of this. She's cycling through this repeatedly mm -hmm. and she's committing from the discard pile when she needs it it's really good for patrice and she she already likes stuff like grizzly totem and things like that anyway so she's you know she's probably looking for a card like this for sure yeah min's another good example i think if you're considering a card like short supply too you're definitely looking at a card like this too because you can pitch it back from your discard pile put it back in your deck and then maybe you'll draw it later in the game if you don't, that's fine. But it's like you you still got a use out of it because of short supply. I, I like this card quite a lot. I think it's really cool. It, it feels appropriately costed, too, at 1 XP. I think that this was 0 XP so would be really good. It'd be too strong. <laughs> the fact that you could have, if you had two of them in your hand, you have a plus 2 to any test, followed by a plus 2 to any test on the second one. So if you're looking for two tests in a row where you have a consistent bonus once again key enemy key ability have to get through a door whatever the case may be you've got just have broad coverage for two tests in a row you could use it in mythos phase 
on a on a mythos check and then you could use it during your investigator phase from your discard pile that's cool too you know nate you said it costs one xp but if you had pelt shipment in the previous scenario in your hand Ooh, bringing it back <laughs> there you go yeah there you go now i guess the question is like does this take the slot of something like unexpected courage or do you <sighs> do you play both the survivors have the upgraded unexpected courage that can like bounce it back to their hand if they fail so good i mean if you have both you're killing it i mean it seems like each of the four cards that we just looked at are all decks that you would maybe either struggle to find quality cards to replace them with or specifically build around a certain character right mm -hmm. none of these mm -hmm. are insta includes yeah uh to nathan's point specific characters unexpected courage bouncing back to your hand is not as good in a patrice deck whereas this one is Right. Because you're going to discard at the end of your turn, but this one, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. I mean, you play both in maybe a different deck, but not in Patrice. Yeah. In Patrice, mm. you play Persistence. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing this in a Patrice deck. This is uh, pretty amazing in, uh, in her build. It's a really, really good card. I really like it. I think it's the best of the lot. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think of the four cards, this one has me the most excited to play. Yeah, definitely. Of of all the four cards we've seen, this is this is one that I think will go in several different decks, and you're not doing yourself any disfavors. Mm -hmm. While the other ones seem a little more a little more niche. That's gonna do it for our look at uh, the spoilers for the upcoming uh, Feast of Hemlock Vale uh, Investigator expansion. If you uh, let us know in the comments down below what you think, any uh, final thoughts on. Uh, on the spoilers that we uh, we took a look at today. Well, I mean, the first thing I think we should obviously say is a big thanks to FFG for providing the spoilers in the first place. It was it was very cool to be a part of the spoiler season this this year, and um, I think overall, like while some of the some of the spoilers are a little niche in their application, I I like the overall design of these cards. I think all of them have interesting use cases and persistence seems just like a really generally strong card but i think we'll see a lot of play yeah i agree with nate uh thematically they all are very well thought out like they definitely put a lot of thought into how the mechanics play into the story that the card is portraying even something like hold up i mean if you really think about it like you catch someone in the act and hold up a second and then you're pulling out your handcuffs or whatever so you're parlaying like all of all of the mechanics are playing into the story on every single one of these cards. It's really, really cool to see how much thought was put into each one when you really think stop and think about it. So I really appreciate that. Even if we didn't care for some of the use cases of some of the cards, um, overall they knocked it out of the park in terms of theme for sure. Yeah, no, I mean each of them have provoked thought on how I would build them into decks, and you know I appreciate everybody's ideas because that kind of opened some more ideas. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to playing them. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there and happy investigating.